welcome back to the AT with you and me. I am your host, Ruben Dryblad, here with my trusty co-host, Stephen Bresson. And to be clear, this is not a Batman and Robin thing. This is a peanut butter and jelly. This is two huge forces coming together for a potent collaboration. Welcome to episode dos of the AT with me, you and me. We're very excited. We are 10 days in. we got a lot to share. Stephen, hit the folks with some facts and figures. Thank you very much, Ruben. So right now, facts. Currently, 11.31. Amazing. Today is Tuesday the 20th. We're about 68 miles in on the trail. We started in McCormick Gap, and we're now here on Little Man Cliffs. There's a beautiful view of the entire Shenandoah Valley on either side. The Blue Ridge Mountains surround us. We are a little worn down, but well-fed, well-rested, <laughs> and ready to knock out the rest of Shenandoah National Park by next weekend. I could not have said it better myself. These these cliffs are amazing. We'd love to get you a better shot of them with the podcast, but it's an active day, and uh, surprisingly, it's hard to hang a camera when there's cliffs around. <laughs> Who would have thought? But uh, we will uh, we will continue to bring you the premium audio content, and hopefully, as often as we can, some video content. Uh, so it's an exciting episode number two with video <laughs> content. So we got a lot to share here. Um, mostly about the trail, some other adjacent trail items. I'll start with uh, three tips that my Uncle Richard gave me about traveling for, for long times uh, with a partner. Uh, these are, these are time-trusted and time, uh, you know, they, they, they've been worked out with, with many trips with many people, so uh, we, we, we hope that they uh, have some relevance to you because they they've certainly have relevance for us, and Stephen and I both like them. So uh, tip number <laughs> one. Helpful. Yes, yes. Tip number one was... Don't let shared expenses create a shadow over the trip. So I think that's a that's a very trusty one. Luckily, with the 21st century, we have we have <laughs> very apps. simple to send <laughs> yes. digital money. Yeah. Super easy, sending some crypto back and forth. Um, no, so we've taken care of that with a lovely app called Splitwise. Highly recommend you folks check that out or figure it out your own way. Uh, number two was uh, don't. Uh, oh yeah, always get your feelings off your chest. So. Yeah. Both people should feel like they can say what they need to say, which I think is just that general. Solid, have solid. good, empathetic yes. communication. Huge. Always. Always. Huge. And then number three, this one's fun, very uh, Richardy, is that everybody is allowed to have one major emotional meltdown on the trip, and if it's a long trip, you can have more than one. Yeah. <laughs> one plus. That's, yeah, that's fair. I'm glad there's that allowance. Yes, little allowance of meltdowning. Uh, so those are the three uh, travel tips. I hope you yeah. guys liked them. You know, we, we I, liked them. I enjoyed when you told them to me when we first started. Yeah. I think they're they're wry and they're also very applicable. Definitely, that is a good way to put it. Uh, for those podcast viewers, as you see, I have my little notes here. We're going to read a little excerpt from the book, but first we'll talk about some some tales from the trail. So, uh, Stephen, uh, what's a, what's a tale you want to share? Tales from the trail. Yeah, you know, very, very memorable was getting to our first shelter. Now, we didn't actually stay the night, but there were a few other people there. It was nice to, to get in, see the shelter. There, We walked in, there was a little spring so we could filter our water. There were three people set up with tents. Mm. Uh, the one guy we was kind of getting ready for dinner, and we had a nice chat with him. And there was the, the very memorable quote when, when we asked <laughs> about how the shelters were. And about the, the food and the food situation, it was, well, yeah. the mice aren't too bad. They don't try to go to your food. It's just if you, as long as you don't mind them crawling all over you every night. Yeah. So <laughs> Quite the trade-off there. All right, the food is safe, but I'm going to have mice on my face. So 
That was quite the <laughs> quite the introduction to the trail. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Uh, big nice, shout out to Paul. Big from shout Maine. out to Paul. Uh, he also gave us some little candy as little well. Little candy. So that was very kind of him. Very kind of him. I was uh, look really looking forward to the candy. Thought it was maple. Uh, tried it. It was butterscotch. So that was the old twist of fate there. But Paul was very cool. We also that day at Calf Mountain Shelter met Keith Woods. Yeah, who, big uh, through hiker. Big through hiker showed us gut hooks the app a little bit, which is how a lot of through hikers know where the water source is, what mountain they're on, how to stay on the AT and whatnot, a lot of resources. So uh, he added us to his like social feed and now we can track him. He is, yeah, he is flying. I think, I think he's over 50 miles ahead of us. Yeah, he's uh, going we, fast. You know, we met him on our first day and he is covering the miles. <laughs> he's so covering ground. I, I hope he makes it all the way. Big shout out to Keith as well. Big shout out to Keith Woods. Uh, he had a self-proclaimed trail name. So that's a big thing on the trails. You get a trail name. Generally, it seems from doing something stupid at a shelter. <laughs> that seems to be the yeah. way people get a Your worst name. decision yeah, follows but, you. But Keith made his own. He said Keith is his real name. And then Woods says Keith Woods, which is an interesting little, uh, I guess. Ow, little bug on me. Uh, <laughs> how are the flies? Uh, the flies, <laughs> on, the flies on, on location on the AT. But the pod must continue. As you see, we have some, <laughs> some people in the background here. That's great. Um, yeah, so Skyland Dining Hall we were just at. It's one of the oh, few wow, yeah. uh, dining Skyland halls you Resort can hit. Skyland is, Resort is the name. So Tell the people about the meals we had. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Skyland. We had uh, a very, very delicious meals for dinner last night, uh, as well as for, for breakfast again today. And a yeah, between spread. between each of us, we probably ate easily three meals <laughs> worth in, like, the couple hours we were here. Absolutely. So, Packed it in. Yeah, I would highly recommend visiting uh, on the trail. Uh, the, the blackberry compote is extremely uh, good. They serve so it with good. blackberry ice cream. Unbelievable. So definitely a place to check out. And the, the omelets were great for breakfast. Omelets were great for breakfast. I mean, that blackberry ice cream, I will I will remember <laughs> that. That that would be something uh, me and my family would definitely come back to. <laughs> uh, we've had one little rest day on the trail so far, about mm, six and a half days in. Uh, the feet were really hurting. We got the blisters. We were a little low on food. We took a pit stop into Elkton, Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, met a lovely driver named Scott, who was helpful in more ways than one. Yeah, uh, he's on, a uh, great on the Gut Hook app, listed as uh, rickshaw, like rickshaw rides in Elkton. <laughs> so if you if you do need a shuttle on and off the trail or anywhere around Swiftwater Gap, uh, or in really any part of Shenandoah National Park. Mm. Just check him out. Check so, out. Check highly, out Scott. Highly recommend. Yeah, it would have been it would have been a tough three mile walk into town yeah. <laughs> without that little car to take us. Not ideal. So, so yeah, worth it. Great guy. Big shout out to Scott. Hope he's listening to the pod. We told him about it. Uh, checked out an awesome uh, nano brewery, which uh, was a new term I learned. Even smaller than a <laughs> yeah, microbrewery, there are nano breweries. Nano. Uh, beer was great. Uh, yeah, a little hostel. Uh, Elkton great. Brewing. Elkton Shout Brewing. Shout out Elkton Brewing for Elkton their Brewing. delicious beer. They had a they had a little barbecue pit outside. Oh yeah, dude. We were able to Cajun. pick up pick up some delicious Cajun food. A little Cajun so, Cajun. Yeah, that the resupply in town was was a real hit. That was a hit. Um, then we got back on the trail, and we've been pushing north in the northern part of the park now. Uh, very exciting things. Start of spring uh, <laughs> in certain areas, but it's very interesting. Stephen especially has a very good eye for the for the plants and nature, so he's pointing out a lot of things to me, which is wonderful. The yeah, native you, elderberry, Ruben. of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. we've been seeing a lot of elderberries. A little, a little compliment there. <laughs> uh, a lot of elderberries. A lot of uh, apparently there's a story of people stealing stinging nettle. Uh, for <laughs> medicinal uh, tea usages and whatnot, so that's that's pretty fun. Uh, no poison ivy yet, amazing. 
Uh, we'll talk more about some trail terms. Tell them about the lashers. Yeah, trail terms. So, yeah, so we met uh, in the first shelter. The the one couple we met explained to us that they were they were planning on hiking. I think almost one third to one half of the trail this year, and they mm. they pretty much already hiked the whole rest of the trail. And they said, "Oh well, we're not through hikers. We're lashers. <laughs> we're like, we're long ass section hikers." We're like, "All right, that makes sense. Like five is pretty long." Yeah, <laughs> so it's a good chunk. That was a term we'd never heard, the lashers. That was pretty cool. Uh, they're they're very nice. You know, it's it's interesting. You have your perceptions of, like, you know, what kind of trail people you'll meet. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, some of them have rang true, and some of them I've met a lot of older people who, I you know, I didn't realize there would be as many. I thought it would be more 20s, 30s, 40s. We've definitely met a fair share of, like, 50 year old guys yeah uh, easily in their 50s easily or older, in their 50s and they're out here 60s. doing more miles than we are women it's too in, it's women incredible. too we met two yeah. uh, amazing women at high top shelter our highest oh, point of really elevation nice. yeah that was also our coldest night the coldest night so far very windy very very windy uh but we've picked up on where to where to camp in shandoa <laughs> based on what side yeah. the wind is on <laughs> very very bright yeah uh, assessment i mean it took us it took us about a week to find that a couple out days. <laughs> yeah, yeah at first we were just fighting it definitely so. a bit um but yeah i mean we're definitely hoping to to keep pushing on and uh we'll get up there to maine late july early august um it's it's really been a wonderful time both dealing with some some blisters some some feet pain as you might have seen on the instagram but we're doing <laughs> doing the best we can yeah i think just about just like everybody else mm. our feet are getting beat up as we walk <laughs> with all this stuff we're carrying but you know it, it's just you treat it every morning when you get up and you keep hiking that's right that's right you tape up you rub yourself with a uh, body glide or a, a squirrel's nut butter, uh, a competitor product, basically anti-chafe sticks. Uh, tape it up and uh, maybe have a little ibuprofen. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, not too much. that vitamin I. Vitamin I. Got to be careful of the liver. So uh, <laughs> other through hikers we've met have been really cool. Uh, you want to tell the people about Sugar Band? Oh, yeah. So we had, a, we had a great highlight yesterday and the day before yesterday. We met a very nice through hiker named Sugar Man. Now, he had previously a different trail name. His, his trail name was originally Sugar Daddy. <laughs> but, uh, he, you know, he wasn't a huge fan of that. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 he worked it into something a little more manageable. So Sugar Man it is. Now, he got it because when he hiked in to the South End Great Smoky Mountain National Park, he had a bear can filled with seven pounds of Snickers bars and nothing else. And he said he hiked through the park <laughs> for three days and ate Snickers bars oh until God. the morning of the fourth day, he woke up with a fever <laughs> and chills and he felt so bad. He just couldn't keep hiking. He went into a hostel and dumped out his whole thing like on the counter and was like, you can give these to any hikers that come through. And then the lady was like, oh, you're the sugar daddy. That's your trail name now. And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've been marked. He has been marked. But yeah, very, very nice fellow. He's on his way to Maine. He started down in Georgia this year. He's covering a lot of miles. Uh, we, we met up with him the day before we hiked by Skyland and he, I believe, went to Skyland much earlier in the day. He yeah. said he was going to try to get there in time for breakfast or lunch and we didn't get there until, you know, around five for dinner. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's well ahead of us by now, I don't doubt. Yeah. 
And then we had another through hiker who we met who I don't believe we knew what his trail name was. No, but we know his dog's name. He also had a dog. And, we, and his dog's name is Keelan. Just beautiful uh, mix. Uh, super fluffy and nice. <laughs> and it's great because I had an incident with a dog on a trail back in November. So I was a little wary, you know, seeing some dogs on the trail. And you don't see that many, but you do see some. Uh, and this dog could not be more friendly. So yeah, it, he, he was just a joy in the shelter. He'd be <laughs> kind of like around. And when new people would come down, he'd start jumping around and get all excited and run in circles. And but run no barking. To him. No, he was, he was very yeah. well composed. Very but well he was composed. also extremely friendly. So it was, it was just super nice. They were on their way to Maine as well. They were covering yeah. a lot of miles. Started on New Year's. <laughs> yeah, started <laughs> on Jan 1. Yeah, started January 1st. Taking and it slow. Very nice. Yeah, but taking it slow. As they say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, the dog is lovely. I could see he could be one of those dogs who's, you know, around the poker table playing. Uh, it's a, a high-stakes game. He, kn he knows how. To, he knows. He knows how to hold himself together. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, we've had one night of camping in the rain. That uh, was tough. Uh, got into camp with a light patter, and uh, that opened up for a couple hours. Yeah. Luckily, didn't go five clean. hours. Yeah. <laughs> five solid hours. Five solid without hours. Respite. Didn't go all the way through the night. Thank God. But yeah, woke up definitely. I was a little wet from some of the rain bounce on the ground and up, and Steven's tarp was soaked, no doubt. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that was a soggy morning start. But a good, a good, uh, you know, a good step, and important to have some trials and tribulations, as they say. You know, work it, work out yeah. the tough stuff. That's, yeah, you can't have beautiful about. weather every day. Exactly, has to rain sometimes. Has to rain sometimes. It's good for the plants. And you're good out for the farmers. We're out in it. You know, this is nature. Good for the fish. Good for the fish. <laughs> good for us. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta get hosed down. Uh, <laughs> we definitely have a little a little stank to us, but that pit stop in Elkton helped. Um, any other tales from the trail you want to share, Stephen? Other major tales? Other major tales? Or I can go into the vagabonding. Uh, I, I think excerpt. you should read the quote. Let's read the let's read the quote, and then we'll come back and we can talk about a little bit more about you know, why we're out here and uh, why we're doing what we're doing. We're about 15 minutes in, so I'll try to give you a little bit more. So this is an excerpt. This is an excerpt from Vagabonding by Rolf Potts. The full name is Vagabonding, an Uncommon Guide to the Art of Long-Term World Travel, uh, forward by Tim Ferriss of the famous 4-Hour Workweek, uh, a book with some good advice and perhaps some dubious advice. Uh, <laughs> but this is a, a different book, and Vagabonding is uh, an interesting term that he defines here in this, in this book. Uh, he originally thought he coined it himself. He didn't, but uh, he actually found it all the way back to uh, a Mark Twain uh, no. novel, I believe Ruffin, Ruffin Out or something, Ruffin Nature, whatever. Um, but uh, the part of the reason I, I, I chose this book is that I think what we're doing is, you know, a long-term trip, travel, certainly there's some structure, you know, we're not going through, you know, backpacking aimlessly through Indonesia or something. There is a trail, there are markers, <laughs> we know we're I'm going I'm sure north. Indonesia has trails. Indonesia has trails, no doubt. But yeah, no, there's a, there's a very right. clear... Direction and goal, it's not quite aimless which i think sometimes vagabonding is, is associated with but he sets that straight so let me uh let me read this excerpt and there's a there's a famous person mentioned in it who uh, is someone i've thought about and uh someone i've read about in the past john muir so that's part of the reason of a famous hiker and uh, outdoorsman so here we go vagabonding is not a lifestyle nor is it a trend it's just an uncommon way of looking at life a value adjustment from which action naturally follows 
And as much as anything, vagabonding is about time, our only real commodity, and how we choose to use it. Sierra Club founder John Muir, an ur-vagabonder if there ever was one, used to express amazement at the well-heeled travelers who would visit Yosemite only to rush away after a few hours of sightseeing. Muir called these folks the time poor, people who were so obsessed with tending their material wealth and social standing that they couldn't spare the time to truly experience the splendor of California's Sierra wilderness. One of Muir's Yosemite visitors in the summer of 1871 was Ralph Waldo Emerson, who gushed upon seeing the sequoias. It's a wonder that we can see these trees and not wonder more. When Emerson scurried off a couple hours later, however, Muir speculated wryly about whether the famous transcendentalist had really seen the trees in the first place. <laughs> Nearly a century later, naturalist Edwin Way Teal used Muir's example to lament the frenetic pace of modern society. Freedom as John Muir knew it, he wrote in a 1956, 1956 book, Autumn Across America, with its wealth of time, its unregimented days, its latitude of choice. Such freedom seems more rare, more difficult to attain, more remote, with each generation. But Thiel's lament for the deterioration of personal freedom was just as hollow a generalization in 1956 as it is now. As John Muir was well aware, vagabonding has never been regulated by the fickle public definition of lifestyle. Rather, it has always been a private choice within a society that is constantly urging us to do otherwise. This is a book about living that choice. This is a trip about living that choice. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Ruben. Of course. You're very welcome. I think it's, I think it's quite applicable. Um, and uh, we'll be reading some other excerpts along the way. We'll also be, we'll be singing some songs. Uh, we're working on some, some trail tunes. Steven's teaching me some, some Appalachian classics. Um, we'll be happy to belt one for you. <laughs> from the mountaintops, <laughs> it'll be it'll be from it'll be, it'll be belted it'll, across the mountaintops. <laughs> I hope they can hear us and on the other side of Shenandoah. It'll be a, a Shenandoah symphony, um, and you know I think something in the back of of, of vagabonding. It's you know you, you gotta have you gotta have a reason that that you're doing it. Um, there has to be there has to be some beyond the goal of just completing it. Something behind that a personal sort of touch ethos if you will that uh, embodies uh, your commitment and uh, the entire idea that's wrapped up in it it's something that we discussed with uh, Ari Manzuka who I, I hope is hope is listening to it we're going to stop at his place in Harper's Ferry uh, he is a brother of Pi, and uh, I met him during my time working at the foundation in my previous role and really a great guy and has done the trail before and was a, a wealth of, of wisdom and, you know, that was something he discussed is, you know, the, the reasons you got to know why you're doing the trail. So, uh, Stephen, I, I turn it to you. Why, uh, why are you doing the trail? Yeah, thank you, Ruben. Of That's course. a big ask. I'm yeah. not sure anyone out here has asked me that. They usually just ask me, where are you going? <laughs> and I tell them, yeah, Maine. Maine. <laughs> and then I keep hiking. Yep. So, you know, there's definitely some nuance to that. I think the main, you know, obviously approaching this, just knowing that it's, a huge physical challenge mm -hmm. there's there's kind of like a purity of just having to walk you know that's that's a that's a huge part of it for me is it's by far one of the most strenuous difficult things i've ever set out to do and you know not so much flexing my brain but <laughs> flexing my my physical body and just having the grit and having the willpower to keep pushing mm -hmm. so i love the the challenge aspect of it there's something to be overcome there is 
ourselves to be overcome as well. Mm. And obviously, I love the outdoors. Many people who know me uh, are aware of that fact. So a bit, another big draw to come out here, be on the trail, is I'm, I'm going to get to see most of the most enjoyable parts of 2021 happen right here on the ground. You know, I see when it rains, I see when the grass grows, I'm going to see all the wildflowers all year. Now, there, there is a trade-off of the hiking is because yeah. there, there's, no, there's no way that we can be creatures of place on this hike. We're right. determined that we are going to be passing through only. Right. And so, you know, maybe and you lose some of the nuance of some of the very, very specific little True. habitats and locations. True. But I still think it's going to be just a huge survey of the, the east coast of the Appalachian Mountains, a region that I've only gotten to explore briefly. Mm. And there's a huge amount of plants, animals and rocks to look at. So there's no lack of interest on the trail. Amen. Well said. Well said. I mean, I think a lot of those, a lot of what you said rings true for me as well. Um, I mean, it is just, it's glorious out here. And I think uh, we're all too well aware of the effects of climate change. And, you know, we kind of, there's a certain mentality, at least for me, of, you know, I want to see it before it's gone. Uh, I want to be out here. I want to feel it, uh, get, get my head right on that dirt, lying back, looking up at the stars. There's no real substitute for it. As much as I love city lights, <laughs> uh, it's nice to see the, the twinkle of nature's lights. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's stellar out here. I'm glad we were able to give you a little bit of a glimpse and, you know, send pictures and videos your way. But I encourage you to come out here and join us and meet us. Uh, come do a little section of the trail. Uh, we'd love to have some visitors. Uh, it's just, uh, it's a beautiful time out here. Can't. It can only be said so many ways, but it is it is ineffable. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave it there. I won't I, w I won't I won't sell too hard. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think uh, if that's uh, that's good for you, Stephen, that's good for me. Yeah, thank you so much. Amen. I, I love the reasons. I'm sure we can continue to get into nuance about our our motivations while we're hiking on the trail definitely i'm sure in another month i think food will easily be in the top top three <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely definitely yeah you, you heard how we talked about breakfast lunch and dinner and we're only 10 days in just you wait uh we'll be going deep into our uh, backcountry pantry meals and <laughs> our granola uh fiending but uh, please uh, write into the podcast at at with you and me a n d no ampersand uh, at gmail.com. We'd love to answer any questions you have, field some comments, uh, really write in with anything. You can even ask our opinions of things, maybe a little advice column. We'll give you our thoughts from the trail. We certainly have plenty of thinking yeah, time. If, if you're thinking about hiking the trail yourself, uh, yes. write in and ask us write if in. you should. Yes, yes, write in with anything. And then also notably consider donating to either mine or Stephen's trail funds. Uh, we'll put the, we'll have Jericho, our fabulous audio producer, distributor, uploader, editor, the whole nine, uh, put, put that information in the description and the bio, wherever he chooses to put it. But, uh, we really appreciate it because that is, uh, a portion of the trail that we both had to reconcile is that you don't got a lot of income coming in. So yeah. every little bit helps pay for a hostel, pay for a hot meal, pay for uh, coffee, pay for coffee, go a long way. Um, and uh, more content to come, more episodes to come. We'll dial it in. We'll both maybe do some solo casts. 
Uh, and we uh, we love reporting from the field. So uh, over and out. Peace. <laughs>